Hey, we're so glad that you tuned in today. Thank you for being with us of all the stuff you got going on in your day. Thank you for including us in your day and making us a part of your day. Welcome to The Quest. Always good to be together, especially if you're checking us out. If you're checking us out, we always encourage you scan the QR code. That QR code will help answer some questions about who we are as a church and help connect us better if that's something that you want to do. We also understand some people like to view from the back row and they want as little human contact as possible. And if that happens to be you, we understand. And whenever you're ready to have human contact, whenever you're ready to make contact, that QR code is probably the best way to do that. So we're just glad that all of you are with us today. We also want to remind everybody that all of our talks are available in podcast form. If that fits you better and you want to search that out, all you have to do is search Fresno Quest Church on any of the podcast platforms that you're a part of and you'll find us there. All right. Now, before we get into the talk today, we're going to open up with a word of prayer. So I just want to encourage you to join with me and include God in your day. Include God in this time that we have together. He so wants to speak to you. He so wants to increase your faith. He so wants to have that conversation and connection with you. Remember, that's why you were created. So let's pray together. Father, we love you and just thank you for the day. We thank you for your goodness in our lives. We thank you for your presence and your blessings. We thank you for... Just the fact that you walk with us through all of the struggles and all the difficulties. And so today we just come to you needing strength, needing your presence, needing your joy and your peace in our lives. And so, Father, I ask that you would provide that for each person. Father, that you know the needs of their life. You know what they're going through, what they're experiencing, even at this moment. And they just need you. They need you in a powerful way. They need you in a substantial way. They need you in a palatable way. So, Lord, today we turn our faith to you, we turn our focus upon you, and we ask that you would speak into our lives. Father, for the strength that is needed for the rest of our day, the rest of our week, Father, we turn to you, we look to you, and we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love in our lives, and we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, I'm so glad you guys tuned in today because we're beginning a brand new series entitled Ghost Stories. This is the time of the year where people tend to celebrate ghosts and goblins and things like that. We're not celebrating those things. What we're doing is we're celebrating the Holy Spirit in our lives. And this is a story about the Holy Spirit. These are stories about the Spirit's activity in the world and in the lives of people, just like He wants to do in your life. Since ancient times, people have been telling ghost stories. And most of those stories begin with the words something like, it was in the dark of night. Maybe you've been on a camping trip, or maybe you're around a campfire, or maybe you were in a tent and you had a flashlight as a kid and you would shine it up on your face and it would create distorted shadows on your face. And with the shadows and the darkness and the uncertain sounds that were around you, a story might have been started about a ghost. It would create fear in us. There's so many elements that create fear in these stories. It's the mystery, it's the danger, it's the darkness, and it's the paranormal, and it gets everyone freaked out. I just wonder if it's not the same for a lot of people when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Maybe the unknown has created fear. Or maybe you've heard a story about the Holy Spirit that freaked you out and you really want to keep your distance. I mean, we know the Father, we know the Son, but when it comes to the Holy Spirit, a lot of us really don't know the Spirit, when really we should, because we need Him in our life. In fact, an important point that you need to write down is this. What Jesus has provided for you doesn't need to scare you. We tend to fear what we don't understand, and we also tend to avoid what we can't necessarily explain. 
Now, it doesn't say it in the Bible, but maybe the disciples are around the campfire with Jesus, and Jesus says these words to them. He says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, and he will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit who leads into all truth. The world at large cannot receive him, for it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do, for he lives with you now and someday will be in you. I mean, that had to freak the disciples out just a little bit, don't you think? To think that the Spirit of God was going to take up residence in their life. See, the disciples knew the Holy Spirit, and they knew that he wasn't someone to be afraid of. Because Jesus said those words, you know him already because he is with you. Here's another point. As we get to know the Holy Spirit, here's another point to write down. The truth is that the Holy Spirit has always been a part of God's activity in the world. The Holy Spirit is not a new entity that was introduced on the day of Pentecost. The Holy Spirit has always been present. He has always been active. He was active in creation. Genesis 1-2 says the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And what? The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. He was active in speaking through prophets. He enabled rulers to lead. God's Spirit led his people. He gave them special skills to build the temple. He gave some abilities to interpret dreams. He even gave strength to Samson. Maybe you don't remember this verse, but listen to this verse. Samson went down to Temna with his father and mother. Later on it says, Suddenly a young lion came roaring toward him, and the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him so that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands. I mentioned these examples, and there's many more, but I mentioned these because knowing the Holy Spirit is super important if we're going to know and be aware of God's activity in the world that we live in. So let's get to know the Holy Spirit. The first point is this. The Holy Spirit comes into our lives when we put our faith in Jesus. The Holy Spirit does not live in everyone. The moment that you put your faith in Jesus and surrender your life to Jesus, He moves into your life. He takes up residency within us. Ephesians says this, And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come upon believers to accomplish the works of God, to accomplish God's purposes. Since the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit now takes up residency within all believers. When we put our faith in Jesus, God marks us as his own and puts his spirit within us. That's what the scripture says. It says, God is the one who makes you and us strong in Christ. God made us his chosen people. He put his mark on us to show that we are his. And he put his spirit in our hearts to be a guarantee for all he has promised. Listen, God's spirit in us is part of God's promise to us. If you're a believer, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And His Spirit is a marking and the beginning of His promises to you and for you. Also, something important we need to know is this. The Holy Spirit is a person, not a thing. Some people tend to think that the Holy Spirit is an it, like a mist or a presence or a cloud. But Jesus clearly describes the Holy Spirit as a person. We already read this, but Jesus said this. He said, The world at large cannot receive him, for it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do, for he lives with you now and someday shall be in you. If the Holy Spirit is a person, then it means he has a personality. He has a voice to speak to us. He has emotions and can feel sorrow. Our actions can actually make him feel sad. Scripture says it this way. 
And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. Remember, he, he, again, has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Don't miss that. The Spirit identifies you as belonging to him. He knows you intimately. So because he knows you and because he's a person, here's another point to write down. We have to have relationship with the Spirit. Knowing God includes relationship with his spirit. Paul writes a letter to the Corinthian church and listen to how he closes the letter. He says, may the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Do you have an intimate relationship, an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit? We so need that because he knows us intimately. He speaks to you. Whenever you're alone, He's with you. So you're never alone because the Holy Spirit is your constant companion. You ever had a conversation with God and, and God is conversing with you and talking to you? The Holy Spirit is the voice of God. The Holy Spirit speaks within us. It's so important in our lives. We so desperately need it. Another point to write down is this. The Holy Spirit is comforting, not creepy. We need the comfort of the Spirit for the times that we live in, the uncertainties of life, the challenges that we face in this life. Remember, Jesus said it this way. He says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter, one who provides comfort in your life. The Holy Spirit has been given to you as one to provide comfort that you need in life. Not to keep you in a comfort zone, but to provide the comfort that you need in the world that we live in. To give us peace that we need in the times of storms in life. To quiet our doubts and to quiet our fears. And as I said, he's the voice of God within you that speaks to you. He gives you the comfort that you need as you face the challenges that you face in following Christ. Here's something else we need to understand. That's this. The Holy Spirit is God. He's the third person in the Trinity. He's not less than the Father. or He's not less than Jesus. But he's equal with them. In the book of Acts, it records an event that happened with two people that they lied to Peter about their giving. And Peter confronts the issue, but gives insight into the Holy Spirit as well. When he said this, Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? He says, you have not lied to men, but to God. The Holy Spirit is God. Sometimes it's difficult for us to understand the Trinity, the three that are in one. God is three separate individuals, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, that work together in perfect harmony as one. One of the ways that I've heard him described is, is like an egg. You have an egg shell, you have an egg white, and you have an egg yolk. And all three of these things make up an egg. I've also heard the Trinity defined in terms when it comes to water. You have liquid, you have steam, and you have ice. And all three of these are forms of one thing, and that's water. What we need to understand, though, is that the Holy Spirit is not a part of God. The Holy Spirit is God. We also need to understand this. The Holy Spirit is necessary in our lives. The Spirit is moving in us, working on us, changing us, making you and I spiritually healthy, spiritually fit. The Spirit convicts us of sin in our life. He points out areas in our lives that He wants to work on. The Spirit counsels us. The Spirit guides us. And if you remember, Jesus said that He came that we might experience life to its fullness, abundant life. The Spirit is the one that gives us that life. 
The Holy Spirit is necessary in the lives of believers. Ephesians 4 says it this way out of the message. It says, don't grieve God. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life, making you fit for himself. Don't take such a gift for granted. We can't take a necessary gift for granted. We can't waste it. We can't ignore it. We can't neglect it. So why would the Holy Spirit be necessary? Well, let's look at a few reasons why the Holy Spirit is necessary in our lives. And the first one is this. You can write it down. I cannot serve God without him. Listen, it is not difficult to follow Jesus. It is impossible to follow Jesus and live for Jesus in this world without the Holy Spirit. Willpower is not enough power to deal with the sin in our lives and the sin's power. Romans 8 says it this way, and because you belong to him, because you belong to Jesus, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. See, because of our sinful nature, our spirit is drawn to idolatry. We are drawn to worship this world and the things of this world. We are drawn to put the things of this world before God himself. Because of our sinful nature, our souls are drawn to pride. In other words, we don't think that we need God. We think that we can do it on our own and do it better. And because of our sinful nature, our bodies are drawn to lust. The nature of sin seeks to fill the emptiness in our lives and the void in our lives with anything other than God. Jesus broke sin's power on the cross. Left to ourselves, we are without hope and we are hopeless. The Spirit enables us and empowers us so that we don't want to sin. Listen to this scripture. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, then you will live. We're only able to live a life that pleases God because of the Spirit of God that is within us. The Holy Spirit's also necessary because of this. You can write it down. To share Jesus with others. God provides opportunities for us to share the hope of Jesus with the world. And a lot of people don't share their faith in Jesus because they don't think they know enough. They don't feel that they can persuade people in a conversation. But it's not about winning an argument. It's about sharing what God has done in your life. Paul points that out when he wrote this. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. We need God's ability to share God's hope. Here's another scripture, and it says this, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and the ends of the earth. God wants us to share him with others, and we need the Holy Spirit in order to do that. Listen, I'm not trying to guilt or shame anyone here. I just think we have a tendency to disqualify ourselves from sharing Jesus with others from being a witness of Jesus to others. And basically it's because of our weaknesses and our insecurities. The truth is we should be willing to share and relying on the Spirit to help us share. That flows into the next point. We need the Holy Spirit because this, we are weak. We all have weaknesses in our life, struggles that we deal with. It can be attitudes that we've allowed, untamed emotions that we've not dealt with. But weaknesses don't disqualify us, nor do they eliminate us. Weaknesses expose our need for the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.26 says this, In the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, 
We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. The Holy Spirit works on behalf of us, gives us the strength that we need when we ask. And if there's ever a time that we need the strength that only the Holy Spirit can provide for us as believers, man, that time is now. We live in a world and in a time of uncertainty. We need God's strength to stand strong, to have faith in times of uncertainty, to absolutely know that there's nothing we need to fear in a time when rulers in this world are threatening nuclear war. We need the strength that the Spirit gives to be different in the world that we live in. Seriously, even in church, people get offended, they get hurt, they get disappointed with people, they stop coming to church, they allow anger to set in because we're weak. And that's not a judgment, it's a tactic that the enemy uses against believers to build a wedge between them and God, and to build a wedge between them and others. It affects our relationship with God and others. We need strength for the weaknesses in our life. Last one, we need the Holy Spirit to have hope in a hopeless world. Do you live with hope? We talked about this a little last week. Do you have hope? Do you know that God is faithful, that he hears your prayers, that he's acting in your circumstances, that you belong to him? Do you have hope that you're going to heaven? We need peace in our lives right now, right? How do we experience peace and joy in our lives that we need? Scripture says this, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. God wants you to live with hope and he's made sure that you can live with hope because he's put the spirit within you who has the power to create the hope that we need. As I said, we need hope, joy, and peace for the times that we live in. We don't need to live in fear. We need to live in faith. We don't need to be afraid of the gift that Jesus has given to us in the Holy Spirit. We can't let a ghost story about the Holy Spirit to stand in the way of our experience with the Holy Spirit. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, Scripture says. We desperately need God's Spirit in our lives. I hope that in this series that you will experience God's Spirit. And even from the day that you begin to develop this intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. And maybe you're listening and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You've never surrendered to Jesus or put your faith in Jesus and what he did on the cross for your sins. But you would like to experience the Holy Spirit in your life. I want to encourage you, you can have a conversation with God right now. You can talk to God and ask Him to be the center of your life, to put your faith in Jesus, to tell Him that you've accepted what Jesus did on the cross for your sins, that the power of sin can be broken in your life, to know that Jesus is the Son of God and has conquered death. Listen, if you put your faith in Jesus, you will experience the Holy Spirit in your life today. It may be spectacular and it may be subtle. It's not about what you feel. It's about the fact that you are sealed as a believer. And it begins with a conversation. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we love you so much and I thank you for each person that's listening and those that want to begin this relationship with you, Father. Those that want to put their faith in Jesus and what he's done on the cross for them. Though they may not understand all there is to understand, our relationship is not based on our knowledge, but on our faith in your Son and his death on the cross for our sins. We put our faith in your Son today. And each person that's listening, those that are praying, Father, I ask that you would fill them with new purpose, that you give them new passion. Father, that you give them new life, and may they experience your Spirit 
as a companion that they need in life. Father, for all of us, help us to nurture this intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit. May we experience your strength. May we experience the power of the Spirit in our lives because of the weaknesses in our lives. Father, may we never take this gift that you've given to us for granted. Father, I just ask that you would help us to have lives of faith and not fear. May we discover the life that you've called us to live, and may we be enabled to live that life by your Spirit as we grow with you. And we ask this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm really excited about this series. I'm excited about what this series is really going to create in us as we talk about ghost stories and stories about the Holy Spirit and what He can do in our lives and what He wants to do in our lives. It's going to be a great time of growing and it's going to be a great challenge for us. I want to encourage you to tune in next week and the weeks following. Just as a reminder, I know I say it all the time, but if you're not in a connection group, a small group, a group of other believers that pray with you and support you and encourage you and strengthen you, that meet together with you, that talk to you about God, man, you're really missing out. The community that God calls us to is in small groups. And I just want to encourage you, if you're not in one, you live in the Fresno area, scan the QR code. That QR code will connect you to people that will connect you to a connection group that fits you. We need community with believers that will walk with us, that will encourage and strengthen us and pray with us. I know it's a big step for a lot of people, but I know it is a powerful step that the Holy Spirit works through. The Holy Spirit works through others. And I want you to experience that. Also, for all of you that give financially to the Quest, I just want to say thank you for your financial gifts. Each one of them are important to us. Each one of them help us to meet the needs that we have as a church. And I just want to say thank you guys so much. Whatever it is that you give, we don't take it for granted. We understand that it is a step of faith that you take in giving to God. And we know that God is blessing your step of faith. We just want to say thank you so much for your financial contributions. Listen, if you'd like to give online or if you'd like someone to pray with you, scan the QR code. It is the means by which we're able to connect in this online community. Just know that we would love to connect with you when you're ready. Listen, thank you guys so much for being with us today, for tuning in today and being a part of the talk today. God's best to you. Have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye.